Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, esports and sim racing. Joining us today is Jano Otmir. He is a two-time back-to-back F1 esports series pro, that's a lot to say, champion. But not only that, he won the E-Rock or the E-Race of Champions in Sweden earlier this year and recently wrapped up the PSGL F1 league racing competition as well to boot. Jano's career isn't the traditional route, actually, as it happens. He's a three-time national Dutch karting champion. He also then raced in Formula 4 and Formula Renault, part of the Renault Academy. But since then, he's 100% focused on sim racing. With him competing in the Formula Pro series using the R-Factor 2 platform for the first time, which is live on Traction.gg, don't miss a race, quick plug, we thought it was a great time to speak to him about adapting to this new series, his recent sim racing exploits and victories, and also what it's like to balance sim racer life with content creation, as he has a strong social media, YouTube and Twitch following, and creates regular live streams and videos for his engaged audience. So, without further ado, here's what it takes to become one of the world's best sim racing drivers and also one of the most popular content creators on the Traction.gg podcast. So, Jano, welcome, welcome to the Traction Podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm very good. Nice weather outside, so can be better. <laughs> Brilliant. Unfortunately, we're going to keep you inside for about half an hour to talk about this. Uh, but uh, I really I'm, appreciate I'm, your time. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you doing anything in particular today? Any practice, training? No. I'm heading back home today. I've been in Brackley for for three weeks um, to prepare ah. for Formula Pro and and some other stuff. So. Um, yeah, been uh, been inside a lot uh, in the eSports facility. So, cool. All right. Well, I think we'll touch upon Formula Pro and what you've been doing recently in a bit. But I would like to talk about your recent successes in eSports as well. And in particular, I think at the start of the year, I just want to say congratulations for winning the eRock. For those who aren't aware, the the e Race of Champions uh, sister of event, which was uh, in the middle of nowhere in Sweden, looked a bit cold. Uh, uh, how was that for you? <laughs> yeah, it was it was very uh, very cold. Uh, I think at some point it was minus twenty five. So uh, <laughs> luckily the sim race is right inside. But um, yeah, that that was a good plus point you had there. <laughs> yeah, um, nice and warm with some uh, hot chocolate milk. But um, yeah, that was amazing. Um, I, I was lucky to get voted there because I, I missed the first qualifier, yeah. and I don't think I had time to do the second one for. Uh, I think because of the 24-hour Le Mans, but I'm not sure. Um, and then uh, I got there and uh, I lacked a bit of practice compared to Lucas and James. Uh, so I was struggling in the practice day. Um, but then for some reason during the race day, I was uh, very quick compared to the other guys, um, which I'm still to this day a bit confused by, but um, <laughs> it, it was just enough. So Yeah, that's brilliant. And, and again, just for those who don't know, it was... Um four drivers and you won the virtual competition which then meant you got to qualify alongside lucas blakely for like a, a na- the nation's cup with the real world vehicles the next day um but part of your assessment was also to drive with it the polaris vehicles on the frozen ice track uh and in that you were given like the maximum score by um was it terry grant and oliver and peter solberg yeah uh, what was it like to get feedback from some maestros like that uh that actually are driving outside of the sim was also amazing 
Um, yeah, of course they are very good on uh, on the off-road stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I could already see them drive around a bit uh, the days before as they were practicing in the different cars. Um, so I could pick up a few things before I had it, uh, I was heading into it myself. Um, luckily, I also had some practice on on a big ice lake um, a few kilometers away. Um, ah, interesting. So. It was not the same car. Uh, we had very little practice in in the cars we had to race in, um, but yeah, that made it even more challenging, considering none of us had ever raced on ice. So, yeah, it was uh, had to adapt really fast. Uh, went well. Um, same for Lucas, who also did amazing. Yeah. Um, considering he never uh, raced in a Formula car, for example, although this is completely different, can't really uh, take your experience from the real road racing to drive right. on ice. Yeah. But. I was going to ask actually, but you've uh, you've you've said it to me you've got there before me because I was going to say you know it's well known that I think you started counting was it at like age four and then sort of seriously from like the age of seven and you did Formula Four and Formula Renault so none of that experience helped on the ice no, um, you know of course the the vehicle dynamics you, you learn uh, in Formula racing helps a little bit. Um, but yeah, in the end of the day, it's something completely new, something no one has done. And I think that's why you saw um, Lucas beating uh, Sebastian Vettel, because it's like everyone is equal at that point. No one has had any practice. Um, so that made it very tough also for yeah. a four-time F1 world champion. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show that in the right scenario, in the right conditions, you can be quicker and just one final thing on that a virtual aspect or the sim aspect of that competition was using like a modified version of Assetto Corsa with like rallycross cars on ice which I think a lot of people would know you for your single seater exploits but I believe you're a dab hand at Assetto Corsa anyway right you know you have um, a good experience on that platform yeah I've done quite a lot of Assetto Corsa just for fun yeah. um, I remember back in the day I used to do it on, on PlayStation a lot um and I just tried to um, beat my own time in an F1 2013 car, I think it was. Uh, right. Just time after time and just trying to change the setup. So that way, I think I learned the game pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, we had to do the qualifiers on on that game as well. Same track, actually, as we did the final one. So that helped a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, was a really, really tough car, really tough condition, of course, very low grip. Um, but yeah, it was, was weird to drive, but a lot you of certainly fun. managed it, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I suppose moving away from what you're best known for, if that's fair to say, is obviously winning two F1 Esports Series Pro championships back to back. Uh, the second of which for Mercedes AMG Petronas. Before we dive into that particular competition and driving, uh, how did the r- relationship between you and Mercedes come about? Because obviously, you won with Alfa Romeo and then switch teams. Yeah, so um, um, I signed for Veloce, I think back in 2020. Um, that way uh, I was linked to Alfa Romeo and in 2021 Veloce and Mercedes um, decided to uh, start a partnership and that's how I ended up at Mercedes. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, how I, I got to drive for Mercedes at the start of 2021. Yeah. Was there uh, any extra pressure at all to sign for... Obviously, behind the scenes, it might have been via Veloce, right? But to represent the team that was dominating so many years in a row, did that make you feel better or did it put any pressure on you at all? Um, 
Not really. I, I knew I had won the World Championship the, the year before, so... I, I suppose uh, that helps. <laughs> yeah, I, I had already done what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so that, that uh, released a bit of pressure. And I think um, halfway into last year, um, I, I felt like I was not going to win the championship anymore as we just kept um, finishing like lower part of the of the top 10. Um, and then I think all pressure fell away. I was like, not going to win anymore. And then that's, that was the moment when I finally started performing again and got back really fast in the championship. So. Yeah, so the 2021 season, you took four wins and the title did go down to the final race and your main rival was Freddie Rasmussen, right, for Red Bull. He qualified 10th and you were able to manage it and finish fourth. Even though he won the race, you took the title. It was a really impressive season, very consistent, and also the speed to win races. Um, what was it like from your point of view? How would you summarize your season? Obviously, you were the world champion, but if you were to give yourself a score out of 10 for your year, you know, was it the best one you've had so far? Um, it's tough to say. I think we struggled on a, on a few subjects. One of it was qualifying, and that's super important. So if I had to give myself a rating for qualifying, it would probably be 5 out of 10. If I had to give my rating for races, it would probably be 9 out of 10. So um, you see, people listening, it, a world champion, there's still room for improvement. There's always space, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if anything, 2020 I was arriving better um, might feel that way because maybe I improved in the meantime um, and gotten a little bit faster so the standard is maybe a little bit higher but um, still I think 2020 I got a few more pole positions a little bit more consistent in qualifying hmm. and yeah just uh, had to fight from the back a lot less in, in 2020 <laughs> yeah but it made the 2021 season more interesting to watch as a spectator so thanks <laughs> that's definitely true yeah. yeah and a championship is a championship at the end of the day uh, what sort of determination does it take to win and you know consistently be fighting in a very very competitive championship um, spending a lot of hours in the factory yeah um, yeah how many uh, how many uh, too many <laughs> um, yeah at some point I think we got here four weeks before the first uh, when esports event and um, basically practiced every day. Um, took a few days off in between events at some point because just simply had to um, for my own sanity. But <laughs> yeah, it was just um, almost non-stop practice because basically from the first event on we struggled in qualifying um, until I think the last event was a little bit better consistency-wise. So yeah, that took very long. Um, so the practice was definitely worth it as yeah. yeah otherwise simply we would have not won so it, it goes to show that hard work and, and determination it's not just um, chance you have to work very hard to get in that position to have all the right setups and the strategies in place and all everything practiced right and you've also not. it's not just that year you've obviously been playing the Formula 1 games at a seriously competitive level for several years right so do you think it's a culmination of all this experience on top of the practice for that particular event? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I tried to qualify for Evan Esports since 2018. Hmm. Um, and then I got uh, obviously signed to Renault for 2019, which was my first year. Um, looking back, I think it was a pretty good year to join as I think the level has increased, was increased massively for 2020. Um, and I was definitely not on the pace um, 
for 2019, but I think it helped a little bit that that the quality of the grid was lower. So um, yeah, 2019 was very much a learning season, even though I did manage to bring it till the final event for the championship. But I think I was nowhere near the level of, of Freddy, David and Danny Bresne, for example. So um, I think I'm much closer now. So yeah. Do you think um, league racing helps keep you sharp as well? Uh, we're recording this and you've just wrapped up the PSGL title so another congratulations for that um, in fairly dominant fashion this year I would say do you think that also helps you stay race sharp alongside the the countless laps yeah definitely um, yeah I've always done league racing I, I noticed Brendan uh, won his titles when he was still league racing a lot uh, I never really understood why he stopped as I noticed that once he stopped he started uh, performing worse simply um, so I never really understood why drivers were stopping uh, with league racing as first of all it's a lot of fun uh, it's not too serious and at the same time it's a little bit of practice so yeah um, yeah I will continue doing it I like doing it um, nothing too serious uh, yeah. although at some point it, it uh, is a bit yeah, yeah because there are rules and there's a, a very competitive grid there's live broadcasts that are very popular, so it, it's, it's very serious, Jano. Yeah. <laughs> um, how would you like to see F1 esports in general evolve? You know, it's very, very popular, but there's always scope to improve. What do you think could be the main elements that could take it onto another another level? Um, uh, a few things I, I would like to see. I don't, I don't think they will happen this year uh, i think something like weekly races would be fun uh just one mm. race per week instead of uh one event randomly in two or four weeks uh, i think this way um people will watch it more on a regular basis it's the same with league racing um people can just tune in every day of the week at the same time um and this way it becomes a weekly thing and it's a lot easier to follow so I think that's something everyone esports could learn from uh, league racing, um, weekly races. So, same uh, same for the race distance. I think 50% would just be the perfect distance. Um, mm. Of course, it, it evolves from 25 to 35, which is interesting because it was finally something different. But yeah, I think 50% is just just um, the right touch, just the right distance, not too long. Uh, I think 100% would be way too long and um, yeah. you'll just have to wait so long until something happens as even in league racing, sometimes you're just waiting um, uh, to strike in, in the last lap. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say uh, or what else. Uh, it's of course you have to um, try some changes and see if they work or not. Um, I think something that will be interesting is uh, if F1 esports can become something similar as F1 is for the automotive industry, um, if F1 esports can be something for sim racing or the gaming industry, that'll be interesting. Um, now, of course, we're all driving on, on similar on similar rigs. If uh, mm. one team decides to make their own, um, oh yeah, that, I think that could be interesting. Of course, uh, yeah, that'd be good. Be yeah, some ma- some manufacturer competition for like the wheelbases and stuff. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I'm with you on the uh, calendar because sometimes there might be what two races in an evening sometimes there might be one sometimes there might be two days back to back if it was just a bit more spread out I, it would certainly be easier for me to follow anyway that's a selfish viewpoint but I do agree with you on that yeah speaking of a different series then so this year we're speaking after the first round of the Formula Pro Series 
This is in R Factor 2, and it's using like a fictional single seater with a naturally aspirated V10 and push to pass. And that's also a very competitive series. Before we speak about the first race, which didn't quite go to plan, uh, how were you finding the preparation, the practice, and driving those cars? Uh, very hard. It's it's not an easy car, and uh, my team is of course the champion of last year. So uh, it's not easy to beat him as he's incredibly fast. And to be honest, I have not been faster a single time so far uh, in the preparation. Um, so it's been tough. Uh, a lot of times I was getting annoyed. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> we've been pre preparing for quite a while, and um, yeah, I've just been lacking a little bit every single time um but yeah it's uh it's a very hard car to drive and i think you can see that as well uh, if you're watching the yeah. race there are quite big gaps uh between the drivers but um yeah i think first race i did pretty decent uh in qualifying i was not too far uh, off from a teammate um i think only like half a tenth uh quali didn't really go to plan um it was pretty hard made a mistake so could have been better in the end, but still, yeah. I was pretty happy with uh, starting off the season like that. I wouldn't beat yourself up too much because your teammate, Bonner House, he wasn't just the champion last year. He won every single race. <laughs> and then also, you know, you only qualified one position behind him. You were fifth on the grid. You were ahead of other drivers who already had a season's experience with this vehicle on this platform. So I thought it was an excellent performance. But then unfortunately, you retired in the race. race. What happened there? Uh, unfortunately, I got a disconnect after the five laps. Oh, um, right. I had the same issue just before you went into qualifying, so I, that's why I struggled a little bit in qualifying. Didn't have the right run-up. But yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's part of racing sometimes. Um, it definitely is part of sim racing sometimes. It's like a mechanical failure on a, on a racetrack and um, not ideal, but you can build from there. And like I say, you had very quick pace um, relative to the competition. So from the next round, you won't have the success ballast. So... If I, if I were uh, placing some uh, money on someone, it might it might just be on you, but we'll see. I don't want to put too much pressure on you there, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, if there's a race for it to happen, then I prefer it in the first race. Uh, of course. When, and now I want to have Ballast, of course, heading into Monza. Uh, so that's a little bit of an advantage. Of course, lost a lot of points um, with the DNF. Um, my teammate Bono still managed to get up to P3. He was having issues as well. Yeah. Um, with, with shifting, I think there was a cable uh, mm. issue. So um, we hope we can uh, start scoring some better points um, yeah. next race. So yeah, well, well, we'll be watching. And uh, for, yeah, for those who aren't aware of this particular series, it is live on the Traction YouTube channel. It's also on Facebook and Twitch and Autosport.com's Facebook page. There's many places. We'll put the details in the description below. Um, but there's like Donington Park and Laguna Seca, which are quite new and new to that platform coming up. So you're looking forward to trying, you know, I suppose it's, you're saying it's quite a difficult car to drive, but are you perhaps relishing the challenge of learning something new? I've definitely learned already uh, a few new things. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Laguna and Donington as no one has any experience on it. Yeah, it's right. also nice to just get off the F1 circuits for once because um, driving enough uh, of those in the past, uh, past few years. So yeah, it's nice to um, race on Laguna and Donington. Um, so I can't wait to, to go to those. Yeah. You were on the entry list. Well, you, you did technically take part in the 24 hours of Le Mans virtual but fortunately there was a mechanical issue for your teammate and you didn't actually take behind the wheel correct uh, during the race 
Yeah, um, yeah. in the end, it was only uh, Danny Junkadella who was racing. I think yeah. we had good pace uh, as we were, I think, only 20, 30 seconds behind the leader at a point. We decided to um, start off with Danny as he was slightly slower than us. And basically, um, we wanted to come back later in the race. Driving in the night is a little bit harder. So we would have had a good shot at the win. But of course, you need to finish the 24 hours. It's not a three hours of Le Mans. So, no. um, yeah, oh. it is what it is. Would you like to compete in something like that again, let's say next year? Yeah, definitely. I want to uh, well, win as many esports titles as possible, whether uh, it's Le Mans or F1 or VTNR or Formula Pro. Um, I like doing different kind of things. At some point it can be a lot, but that mm. makes it challenging and a lot of fun as well. So. Yeah, I oh, actually I just want to touch upon Formula E. You finished fifth last year. Uh, there's qualifying time trials happening at the minute, and I believe the finals in London in July. Are you looking to compete this year? Um, yeah, I qualified in the first time trial, uh, basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. Together with uh, Freddie Rasmussen, we were P1, P2. And yeah, last year was my first year again. Uh, I think by now I'm much better. I think I showed in the time trial that um, last year Freddie won. And very often I was around half a second back in qualifying, and now I showed that. I'm basically on a space, so uh, a lot of other R-Factor drivers are going to chase us, of course, as that's their home platform. Yeah, but, um, yeah, of course, that Formula E final in London is going to be completely different. Uh, a LAN event that uh, everyone mm. has to drive on equipment they're not used to, so that's going to be very hard, but um, I'm happy to take on the challenge. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and there's some good uh, prizes up for grabs there and something to aim for. And uh, I believe it's a test in the actual uh, Gen 2 car is potentially there, isn't it? So so I feel like we've talked a lot about like the serious sim racing, like the competitions, right? But also you have this very, very popular YouTube channel and social media presence. Um, and we'll put links in the description, of course, but I wanted to ask you, how do you come up with new ideas for content and how do you find time to make and sort of host videos and voiceover videos and do their driving and then also practice for sim race. Is it quite difficult to balance it all? It is, it is. Um, that's why very often I spend way too much time in this factory. <laughs> um, honestly, it's not really an issue for me to come up with, with ideas because I know the game inside out and I know um, what YouTube videos people like to watch. Yeah. Um, but it's very often the struggle of finding um, time to uh, make the video as of course my practice comes first and then after that I can do content creation next to it so um, yeah I would say it's definitely not easy sometimes it's a complete nightmare especially when the F1 esports season is coming around because um, yeah then basically you've got almost no time so it's very important to schedule it right um, not post too many videos too short in a row yeah. uh, and make sure that I've got um, enough margin to practice in times um, where, or sorry, um, make content when I don't need to practice and not take, not take too much time off on that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're brilliant and I really enjoy watching them. Uh, so thank you very much. So they do keep it up. So you were mentioning earlier that, oh, you want to do all these several different esports events and stuff. And I was thinking, okay, the more you do, the less going to be less YouTube videos. But there's a balance there somewhere, isn't there? Hopefully. I was watching uh, the first one you did of F122. Obviously, it's the preview build. I've been playing that as well. The team attraction have been playing it. How are you finding it so far? I really like it. I think 
Um, Handling-wise, it's probably the best it's been. Uh, simply like that. Uh, Physics-wise, they've improved a little bit. And, you know, I think 2021 was a little bit of a step back, in my opinion, handling-wise from 2020. But I think definitely handling-wise, this is going to be the best F1 game um, there's been. So, um, GG's to Cody's for, for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, at the moment, I'm enjoying the driving a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's not perfect, of course, yet, but no sim is perfect at the moment. So... Also, this is an early build. It's not like we're talking like final finished code. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I felt like there's a bit more oversteer or I have to manage the throttle a bit on certain corners to try and avoid spinning. But you're the you're you're more experienced than I am, and you have a better judgment. But have you been experiencing that? Um, no, definitely. <laughs> No, I, I agree. It's once you lose the car, it's a lot harder to correct. But um, right. some other elements I like is that you can actually take um, the curve stones a lot more just with your tire. And then once you go over too far with the floor, that's when you start bottoming out, which was another case last year. Last year, if you touch the curve with your tire, you tended to spin instantly. Um, but then once you went over it with your entire floor, nothing happens, no bottoming. Um, so that's a great improvement. Um, I was very much needed because the way we were cutting some curves was not very realistic, but we just the esports e line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's good. That's a fair comment. Uh, I just want to ask you specifically about the Miami layout. Not even necessarily in the game per se, but what did you think to the track um, and the first Formula One race there? Seeing as we're recording in the few days after it. Yeah, um, I mean, the real life track, I think they struggled a little bit with uh, overtaking offline, which I think was a bit of a shame. Um, I personally really liked the track uh, just to drive on. I tend to like new circuits anyway, so maybe I'm a bit biased on that one. But um, I loved it. Um, but yeah, just a shame that there was absolutely no grip offline. Mm. And um I think we saw more mistakes because of that, but I would rather just see um, normal uh, hard battle. Uh, personally, for me, uh, I cannot do that really twisty section under the turnpike. <laughs> and I've seen your video and I'm like, what? How? How? But it's ours it's our as an experience, I think. Uh, and obviously, then I have to spend time writing. That's my excuse as well. But um, yeah, respect for managing to go through that tricky section with some speed and without crashing like like me. So that's the difference between the pros and the amateurs, I suspect. Um, speaking of the real world Formula One as well, just touching upon that, are you in uh, Brackley at the minute? And have you been uh, practicing for Formula Pro, you know, in the location of the real world Mercedes AMG team? Yes, um, for the past three weeks I've been here. Um, was mainly focusing on Formula Pro, but also uh, doing some other things we had to do. Um, so yeah, it's already a little bit of preparation for the new F1 Esports season as well. All right. um, but yeah, also just things that in general we can improve on, um, doing some photo shoots, uh, just the regular stuff. Nice. Yeah. Do you get to go there often or is it uh, once a year or? Um, no, we come in quite often. I would say um, once per two months, more or less. It depends, of course, if we've got any races going on or if there's anything planned. So, yeah, it really depends on that. Of course, during the F1 Esports season, we are here a lot, um, basically non-stop for three months. So, 
Yeah, right. we just spot <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, goodness me. Yeah, their funny spot season is intense, isn't it? You've just reminded me of that. What does it feel like to be racing and competing for Mercedes AMG in the the team headquarters? Uh, it's good because whenever you've got questions about something, there's usually always someone around that knows an answer because there are more than enough very smart people around there um, that knows the answer. Just a few. Yeah. For for me, very complicated questions, but for them, very easy questions. So that that's very handy. Um, sometimes, um, to be honest, there's a little bit of distraction uh, which you need to learn to um, put away. Um, and at the same time, there's also not really an escape if you're here a lot because well, you're in a factory. There's not a lot of stuff around uh, directly. Um, so it has its plus sides, but also its downsides. Yeah. Um, but in the end, for performance, it's uh, it's definitely better. Oh, that's that's fascinating! And to be around that aura of such a successful team, surely can only only benefit you and any other Mercedes Esports teammates. We've kept you for quite a while, so I don't want to keep this conversation going on further because I know you're very very busy. But I've got one final question for you, Jana, and that is: for lunch, do you still have? Is it what eggs, cheese, and bread with some salmon? Um, I can't have it here because there's no ah. way to make it. But whenever I'm home, I do have my uh, toasted bread and then I put shiracha on it with three eggs, ham, cheese and salmon. That sounds good. Oh, I forgot the ham. Yeah, damn. <laughs> we'll have to get that recipe for you and uh, from you and uh, put it on the Traction website. How to, how to eat like a champion. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret to success, people. Not that practice, right? It's all about the... Uh, Ham and egg and cheese. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, well, Jano, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. And I uh, hope our listeners have enjoyed it. And wish you all the best with Formula Pro, Formula One, Formula E, and probably a lot of other things as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you very much to Jano for joining us today on the Traction.gg podcast. That just about covers us for this particular episode. But before I go, I would just like to say... If you'd like to watch Jano race live in the Formula Pro Series, which is a really interesting championship with V10-powered, naturally-aspirated single-seater cars, then tune into the Traction.gg YouTube channel, subscribe, the races are free, they're live, full production with commentary from John Munro, Lewis McGlade. It's really enjoyable. I'm slightly biased, but watch it and let me know what you think. Also... We have several more guests coming up in the future of the Traction.gg podcast. We've got a few more episodes left in this season. Then we have a break. Then we go back to another season. So please do follow and rate on Spotify. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch and listen to the podcast each week on our YouTube channel. So you can leave a comment there on this one if you think Yana's going to win Formula Pro Series or the next Formula One eSports Series. Let us know about that too please do visit the Traction.gg website because we cover the latest news, reviews, opinions, guides, help about racing games, sim racing and esports and it's updated on a daily basis. So that is your central hub for everything in the world of sim racing. Otherwise, keep it pinned. 